Welcome to the Royal College of Speech and Language Therapists News Catch-Up. It's Friday the 13th of October. I'm Vicky Harris, Head of Learning, and I'm here with Derek Munn, RCSLT's Director of Policy and Public Affairs. We have a little cause for a celebration today, as it's our podcast's fourth birthday, and it also happens to be the 100th episode of all of our RCSLT podcasts. And we launched with an RCSLT conference special back in 2019. As we've been going for so long, there's a huge back catalogue of episodes, which you can find on our SoundCloud channel or via all the major podcast apps. So good morning, Derek. Hello. Morning. A week ago, the RCSLT held its awards, its annual awards. Could you tell the listeners about these, please, and why they're so important? Thank you, Vicky. Yes, I think whenever you think about award ceremonies, and actually there were there were a couple last night in allied health profession world, you, you want to be important that you're not just being self-congratulatory or doing it for the sake of it. I suppose when, whenever I go to the RCSLT award ceremony, I'm aware that for the people involved, this is a big moment in, the, in their personal and professional lives. It's recognition of everything that they've done for the profession and people they work with. We have two kinds. We have what we call the honours, which are the fellowships of the Royal College as a professional society. And they're a recognition really for kind of long-term and lifetime achievement in whatever area. And they're really important. But I also like the Giving Voice Awards that we have, which are much wider and more diverse, can recognise things that have happened in a year. And actually in the room last Friday, we had, of course, speech and language therapists at every stage of their career. We had passionate service user advocates. We had allies from other professions. What I like particularly is when I see that being used back on the ground. You see an NHS employer welcoming and celebrating the award that their employees have got. Or you see people managing to use social media to get cut through about the service that they provide. That kind of thing. It was notable that there was quite a lot in the field of DLD awareness. And we'll come back to that as we talk about what's going on this October. Wonderful. Thank you. It's also very busy at the moment because it's party conference season. Um, are there key things you're hearing about from the parties which are of interest to our listeners, please? I can report that nobody got up at a political party conference and used the word speech and language therapy, which was not a great surprise. And my take on it, Vicky, is that a lot of it was confirmation of directions of travel that we already knew. I think we were pleased that the conference documentation around the Liberal Democrats does make reference to communication need. And I think that does partly respond to work we've been doing with the Lib Dems. The Conservatives um, have asked us actually to pitch around early intervention to the Conservative Policy Forum. That was going to be at their conference. It's now going to be a big event in London before the year end. So that's useful to think into Conservative thinking. Of course, you know, and podcast listeners have heard me say many times that we are politically impartial as a charity. A lot of the thinking is that Labour are likely to be part of the next government and we're giving it due attention in that regard. It's worth listeners remembering Labour's draft documentation already talks about spoken language, already talks about evidence-based early language interventions in every school. So we know that we've got one big ticket item there. I listened with care to what Roy Streeting had to say about the NHS on Wednesday. 
some of it is rhetoric with which we would absolutely agree. The focus on primary and community and the shift to some extent away from hospital. The focus on prevention. Of course, we have heard these things before. The question is, will it be real this time? And we are still waiting for some detail. I'd like to at one point um, where Wes was talking about the tendency to have pathfinders and pilots. And um, he said, you know, the NHS sometimes has more pilots than the RAF, which certainly chimes with something I've felt down the years when government announces yet another pilot of this or that language programme, rather than thinking about generalisation. Labour were very clear, and they've never said this before, that the current NHS model, if unreformed, is heading for bankruptcy. Um, and, you know, that's a statement. They've been very clear about the saying they're going to say where stuff's coming from. So the mental health interventions in schools, which are good, they say they're going to fund from the abolition of tax relief on private education and the general NHS funding. They say they're going to fund from the, the ending of the non-DOM status. Um, so, you know, did Labour talk about allied health professionals? No, I didn't really expect that. But have we got more indications of direction of travel? Yes, we have. Thank you. Fascinating stuff. OK, um, I wonder, is there anything else listeners might be interested in today, please? And I've just picked out a few things, Vicky. Uh, NHS England has published intermediate care framework for rehab, rehabilitation, recovery. Our colleague Judith Brohl, the Director of Professional Development, has been very closely involved in this work. And you know, it's about what happens after hospital discharge. There's a model around community rehab and reablement. It's got potential. It's got potential because we know the extent to which rehab can be a poor relation on the ground. Yet again, it's a question of how is this playing out in reality? The model of good practice includes a number of re references to people's communication needs. There's an ongoing focus on waiting lists. We're, we are analysing our second vacancy survey right now, but you continue to get media interest and stories appearing all the time about waiting lists, sometimes saying slightly different things. There was one suggesting that children's waiting lists had got a little bit better while still being very bad. Another one saying adults have gone up. There's also been different stories about the number of education, health and care plans and the cost of EHCPs. So in the midst of this mix, we continue to say, of course, every patient and parent concern is concerned about waiting lists and waiting times, more importantly. But we also know that we need to have the time to assess and treat people properly. And of course, we are concerned that every child within the HCP gets the, the provision they need. We're also concerned about the kids that don't have EHCPs. So that those issues continue to rumble on. I just wanted to mention one thing. It's not actually public affairs, it's a research matter, but I think podcast listeners will want to be aware of it if they're not. New research has come out from NIHR, is a large international analysis about stroke and aphasia. And basically this very solid research is saying effectiveness of stroke is, effectiveness of speech language therapy by stroke 
It's better if you start it early within 28 days, and it's better if you give a higher dosage. Uh, so an important bit of research that members in that area will want to be aware of. We've got an event coming up in Parliament next week with uh, Chris Kamara, the footballer and TV pundit who has acquired adult apraxia. And we'll be focusing on communication needs more generally, as well as dyspraxia, apraxia, where we go into Parliament uh, this coming Thursday. And I mentioned at the top of the podcast that October is DLD Awareness Month. It's also Stammer Awareness Month. We're aware of that. On DLD side, we're about to launch a co-produced vision uh, around what a DLD-friendly society looks like. We're going to be backing that up with uh, an event in the Northern Ireland Assembly and an event in the Welsh Senate next week. And I think in handing back to you, there's other stuff on DLD too. Thank you, Derek. Yes, so we have recorded a podcast for DLD Awareness Day, uh, and that will be coming out on the day on the 20th of October. So let's look out for that. Um, and also to say that our next news podcast will be in late November and we'll guest star our CSLT CEO, Steve Jameson.